You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back and Merry Almost Christmas. It's Danica and I am joined by Riley. Hello. And yeah, it's December 23rd when this is coming out. So Christmas is just around the corner. Yes. Uh, Two more sleeps till Santa comes. (laughs) Why is it selling salad fingers? I don't know. I have one accent, salad fingers. Uh, Man, I haven't seen that in so long, but it's been bought up like several times this year for some reason. Yeah, it's the year salad fingers returns. If you guys don't know what salad fingers is, go Google that shit. And that was our childhood. Yes. <laughs> that was our TikTok. Yeah, that was 100%. Rusty spoons. Um, yeah, so Christmas is coming up. And I had a bunch of fun Christmas things planned, and Bonnie Henry was like, no, you fucking don't. So then they got canceled. Um, I was going to go to the Capilano Lights. I was going to go to the Flyover Canada Christmas Edition. Um, and there was a few other ones. Got canceled, and then I was going to try to get into the... Oh, I think Glow was canceled as well, I think. And then there was a few drive through ones I wanted to go through, but they got... Um, sold out right away so um yeah it was a very unchristmassy lead up to christmas uh but we did go to the pawn shop together with a couple of our friends yeah it was really cute that was lovely they did a really good job of decorating that and different uh festival drinks they had um and then i dragged the girlfriends aside from you because i respected that you had whatever the fuck you have whatever you do in your personal life final exams that that too (laughs) yes that and um I like dra- I like begged them for like the entire month. They're like, please, like, can we go to this globe dinner um, in a snow globe? And we went, and um, it was more like in a greenhouse. It wasn't like a globe. I felt like we were literally like plants, like getting like <laughs> stuck in a greenhouse. It was not like as like aesthetically what I thought it would yeah. be. Was it at least dumb shaped? Nope. It was literally like a greenhouse. Very disappointing. Oh. There was no like no Santa y things really in the greenhouse either. It literally was just a greenhouse. Oh my god. Yeah. And then um the food was super, super slow. Like we were there for like forty five minutes before our food came out. It came out cold. They didn't bring like what I had ordered, like the the server was really bad. Like it was uh yeah. I would honestly give it like okay, so because it's unique, you're not in a restaurant, you're in a little greenhouse, I would give it like a three out of ten. Oof. Oof, yeah. And three was being nice. Um, But yeah, I hear the Western Bay Shore is the one with like the real globes. So it's all obviously sold out now. They're like booking for January. So I might prolong my uh, Christmas festivities and and do it in January. But yeah, that was kind of disappointing. And then the fact that I like forced these girls to go against their will. And then they're like, like, (laughs) yeah, because didn't you like reschedule it two or three times? Literally four times. Like, because we kept having work come up or things come up. And and I was like, we have to go. We have to make it work. And then I got there and it was literally like cricket, cricket. I mean, at least you prioritized obviously work. So at least you didn't get there and you're like, and we missed a gig for this. No, fuck that. No, yeah. So you're right. Thank God. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of and not. Um, and then I also had other fails. Many fails. Um, parenting gift fails. I My parents' birthdays are a week before Christmas, so they just passed. And I... First, I think I mentioned before, I bought this expensive Dyson vacuum for my dad, mm-hmm. thinking, like, 
he's a total neat freak. So I thought he'd really love that idea. And I ordered online and called my mom up and was like, yeah, I got this. I finally figured out what dad wants for Christmas. I got this really cool, expensive Dyson vacuum. And she's like, return it. I was like, she's like, he won't want that. And then my dad's back and he's like, I don't want it. I was like, okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for that. <laughs> so I had to wait for that to come in and then go return it. And then my, honestly, like most parents, I feel like our age, unless they're in like an IT-esque uh, job, they don't really understand like technology very well. Right, it's yeah. like it wasn't around their time. So I, my dad thinks like certain things are cool, like my Google Home. So I, so I bought him like the two like higher end Google Homes because they obviously they own a house. So I was like, okay, the one go upstairs, one go downstairs. He could be like, hey Google, what's the temperature out today, or whatever. Today in I, Vancouver, expect a high of six and a low of minus one. <laughs> you can always ask me to play your favorite live radio station too. Hey Google, can you shut the fuck up? For example. Oh, cool. Not that one. Okay. I knew she was gonna. I knew it was a risky move addressing her. Thanks for that. So yeah, he can address the thing, yeah. and it will tell him you know the temperature. You know, Just forecast, things whatever. Things dads love things to know. Things dads love to know, yeah. So I was like, hey, I got it. Like, this is what he's going to get. I get him for Christmas. And, of course, he starts shaking the box. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> Child. And then he opened up, and he was like, oh. And was, like, super unimpressed. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Round three, returning something. And then I got my mom's slippers that she wanted, that she said she wanted. Because I called her ahead of time and was like, what kind of slippers do you want? Because my parents are super particular about things. And she's like, we want closed back. Because um, I was like, open back, closed back, like, yeah. colors. And she's like, we want closed back, and we want the same ones. And I was like, it's very hard to find men and, wheel, men and women slippers that are the same, like unisex slippers or whatever. So I went to store, and obviously it couldn't be the exact same. So I found ones, and I got them from my mom. I was like, it couldn't be the exact same as dad's, but, you know, they are whatever. And uh, they're as close as I could get. And she goes, oh, but we didn't mean the same as each other. Is We were talking about, like, the other thing you had asked us, because I had asked him about something else. I had asked him about uh, onesie. Okay, and I was like, yeah. hey, you did not, that it was not clear in the text message you sent. So I spent, like, an entire day looking for, like, male and female slippers that were exactly the same. And then she puts them on. And she's like, oh, they're closed-backed? And I'm like, yes, mother. Like, as you asked. And she, as per your request. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was thinking maybe open back would be better because, like, they scratch the back of my Achilles. And I was like, why are your parents so ungrateful? Right? I'm like, get back to me. So I took it back. The thing is, like, it's obviously very frustrating for you having all these really great ideas that you've obviously put Thank forward. Thank you. Into- yeah, 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 exactly. And then for it to feel unappreciated. But then also I appreciate the fact that your parents are very honest and open about what they want. So it doesn't end up just like something else in their cupboard that they don't appreciate. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's one of the things too. It's like, I wouldn't want to spend a bunch of money on things and then like that Dyson vacuum. Yeah. And then it just sit there. Like exactly. I, I'm glad like they return or whatever and they can, I can give them the cash and they can go buy stuff they want. But it's more so my mom is just like always like, I want this. And then you get it for her and she's like, actually, no, I don't really want it. I'm like. Uh, this is a test. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's more so just annoying to go return things. But I went and got her a new pair that are not similar to my dad's. Open back, no touching of the keys, and I'll give them to her in a couple of days next time I see her. So I'll see her for Christmas. So hopefully, 
those go over well. If they don't, I got some new slippers. (laughs) Your parents sound like the opposite of the girlfriend who doesn't want anything to eat and then eats all your stuff. It's like... They want everything and then don't want anything. They don't actually want it. Yeah, which is honestly, now that I think about it, kind of me when I'm a girlfriend I go out eating because I order like five meals and then I just like stare at my boyfriend from across the table and he's like... You're not, you're not going to eat. And I'm like, I'm not hungry anymore. You've done this when I'm with you, too. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to take this home. Yeah. <laughs> and then it sits in my fridge for, like, a week. Yes. Guilty as charged. Um, aside from that, yeah, a lot of online shopping. <laughs> it's how I spend most of my days right now. Amazon, Aritzia, taking most of my money. Yeah. Um, how about you? How are you spending your days? You have some new new ventures in your life. <laughs> I have had the most hectic past two weeks. So I, I mean, obviously I had um, a huge project due, um, which I did pretty well on, really well on. I was just pretty happy with it. I had two finals. And then straight after my last final, I met you and the girls for our Christmas um, cocktail thing. Sorry for all the noise. Bentley's being very annoying right now. Go on. Um, and then... I moved the next two days, and then I went and picked up my puppy yesterday. So it's just been busy bee. It's been one thing after another, yeah. And how's the new house and the new puppy? I mean, I've literally spent two nights in the new house, and I've spent one night with the new puppy. But so far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah. We haven't fought yet, so could you imagine? You, the puppy, or your man? Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. No fist fights. Um... (laughs) <laughs> the dog's coming into a broken home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you and it's a house, right? It's not a condo. It's an apartment. Nice. Yeah, but it's a it's a block away from an off-leash dog park, Perfect. and then three blocks away from another bigger off-leash dog park. And it's a pretty sizable. Um, I'm just laughing because this is how much my dog doesn't get exercise. I have no clue where fucking dog parks are in the city. <laughs> I have, me and Bentley have never ventured to one. Yeah. Um, but the apartment itself is pretty big too. Like I think it's around 700 square feet. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. decent. She's going to be bad. a big girl though. she got some meaty paws. Ew. Why would you say it like that? Me- Did you say meaty? Yeah. <laughs> Because you know what? I hear a lot of people describing vaginas as meaty, and it really makes me uncomfortable. Ew. <laughs> like, Samantha okay, Mack said well, it several times. A meaty vagina. Ew. Well, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, so I don't like your dog's paws being described as meaty. My dog's paws are just meaty vaginas. <laughs> just meaty vaginas, yeah. <laughs> that's what's so funny, because, like, I had big dogs growing up, too. Like I was saying, my family dog was, like, 130, 140 pounds. Yeah. And the first thing I noticed about Bentley was how tiny his little fucking paws are. They're, like, smaller yeah. than a cat's. Honestly, like... Okay, Sloan. Bentley's been very annoying this set, this episode. Yeah. You can hear him, like, huffing and puffing and, like, screwing around. Apologies. Sloane is uh, eight weeks, and she's already bigger than Bentley. Everything is bigger than Bentley. <laughs> I have a newborn baby is bigger than Bentley. <laughs> newborn yeah. babies are probably about the same size as Bentley. 100%. <laughs> no, they weigh more, don't they? How much does a baby weigh? Seven pounds? Something like that, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, Bentley's sometimes only... Sometimes 12, um, like, she ranges... Oh, you were a 14-pounder. <laughs> I was actually soon. <laughs> I was right in the medium. Um, I'm try, still trying to get back to that weight. <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> Go weight. <laughs> yeah, I saw me like that once being like, still trying, trying to get back to my original weight of 7 pounds a gallon. Same goals. <laughs> uh, I want to be float away. <laughs> honestly. Oh, But yeah, you have a lot of new and exciting things. I know. Uh, you know what else is going to be new and exciting for you? 
finally working again. <laughs> really? It's taking some time off uni. Oh, That's kind wow. of exciting. I'm not going back for like four and a half months because I'm taking some semester off. How long um, have you been in uni full time for now? Um, let me think. I have been in uni full time since January 2000. I'm just trying to do the math real quick. 2018, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You only went for two years. No. We're in 2020. <laughs> two. Oh, my God. I don't know. Hang on. Let me figure this out. 16? 17? No. Couldn't be. No, 2018. Okay. Wait. So you're like your halfway <laughs> mark? <laughs> Where am I? What's happening? I can have just, I have no idea. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> These two years really hit you hard. Eh? Honestly. Two years, I felt like two decades. Figure out when I left Germany. I met you when you came back from Germany, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah it would have been January. Years. I've been in since January 2018. Okay, so almost three years. Yep. Exactly three yeah. years. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. In a month. <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks. Okay, but like, semester's <laughs> done, so. Right. Um, but I've taken one summer off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, two summers off. Ma'am, I don't think you know. So we're just going <laughs> to switch topics here. My, my brain is literally. It's Friday's, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> Ew, Friday's, Friday's. Um, yeah, I have been working. I worked, um, I had two really shitty shifts. Uh, say that time. That's fast. Shitty shift. I had two shitty shifts where the gentleman did not show up at the hotel, and then they showed up late, and then it was, like, 30 people trying to cram into a hotel room, so we're like, okay, no. Like, this is not, not happening. So we left, and then I went to the next party, and it was... I came halfway through the party because I had been booked for it, but I was double booked. So I did the first one and then ended up ending mm-hmm. that one early. My, the booker said I could go home. So then I went to the next one and I came halfway through. So I said, I don't have to take my base. Like I, you know, out of respect for you, I'm not going to take a base when I only show up halfway. And by the time I got there, most people were quite intoxicated. So um, didn't, didn't do didn't do too hot there. Um, did you get base from the first gig? Nope. Because the people didn't show up. And then when they did show up, it was so messy that we just left. Oh. So, yeah, just shitty all around, which is fine. Uh, the two ladies that booked it were are great, so I don't I don't blame them at all. They're two of my favorite bookers, so yeah, that's I mean, totally fine. They're, it's out of their control. Um, yeah, and then I worked a 14-hour day with our girlfriend, and that was fucking long. The only time we had break within those 14 hours was just driving to the next gig. Like, so, like, yeah. a seven-minute break to drive to the next gig um we were from four in the afternoon till six in the morning um when we were like going home at night everyone's like getting out to go to work and like getting into their like tim hortons and we're like i feel like those like a gremlin like yeah. you know like scurrying back into the darkness like as the sun comes up uh but yeah that was good and then i ended up not even sleeping because we had to record the Derek pierce episode yeah that morning so i texted you at like seven in the morning seven thirty in the morning and i was like out of the shower I was like, I'll see you in half an hour. <laughs> like, yeah. And then actually, you know what? I worked another gig, and this guy came in at the party, and it, he appeared to have only know one other guy at the party. Like, he was kind of like an add-on. He was like at a plus one or whatever, right. and he came late. And he asked me to join him out for a smoke, and I don't smoke, but I was like, sure, like, he had given me some money, so I was like, okay, I'll go stand outside with you while you smoke. Yeah. And you know what's funny is usually I have very 
I don't trust anyone. I'm very like questioning everything all the time, especially at work. I'm very uh, hyper aware, mm-hmm. but I didn't really think much of it. And then one of the main guys was like, just a moment. He went outside and then came back and he's like, okay, all good. And at first I thought he said just a moment because I thought he needed to get past me out the door. Right. I didn't really think too much of it, but it, when I woke up in the morning, I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I think he like went out to like talk to the guy, be like, yo, who are you? Why are you taking the girl outside? Like, right? Because the guy came in afterwards. I was like, hey, you can trust me. It's no issue. And I was like, okay, he must have like said something to the guy. So when I woke up the next day, I was like, that was really sweet of him to like, yeah, kind of like sure that you're okay. Yeah, because most men don't even like ever think about a woman's safety for fuck's sakes. But then especially like at a party when he's drinking or whatever, to still be like. To still be like, you know, I want to look into this, make sure everything's good before she goes outside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wish I had thought of it quicker, like, or been more aware when I was in that situation. I would have properly thanked him. But if he's listening, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for being so considerate. Okay, so, as you know, if I work late or if I just am going to bed late, I can literally stay up all fucking night. Like, I have trouble sleeping once I pass a certain time of night that I'm up for. And, uh, so with that, I've been spending a lot of time on Facebook and like in such, there's this makeup mystery Monday that this Bailey, I can't remember her last name. She does. It's amazing. I've watched like all of them now, but I was watching a TikTok YouTube thing yesterday and the person was talking about how you can understand your personality in four questions. Have you seen this before? No. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we will. Yeah, we'll test your personality. Okay, dead inside. Um, So, what's your favorite animal? No, I think we have done this. No, we haven't. I just learned about it yesterday. Really? Yeah. Okay, I do know what this is though. You do? You do? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, we'll try it anyways. What's your favorite animal? Maybe it's a different thing. Okay, probably a dog. A dog. Yeah. Okay. So a do- your favorite animal is how you perceive yourself. Mm-hmm. Your dog. <laughs> and what's your second favorite animal? A meerkat. A meerkat. Yeah. Okay, so that's how you perceive your partner. Is this one you know? <laughs> no, this, I know it differently. Okay. And then um, when you think of the ocean, what do you think of? Dolphins. Okay. That's how you perceive love. And when you think of darkness, what do you think of? Like stars, I guess. Darkness? Yeah. Stars? That's how you think of, you perceive death. Huh. Yeah. Okay, no, I know a slightly different one. It's like you, the four animals, like if that animal isn't around, and then it's like how you, how others perceive you, how you perceive yourself, what you're actually like, and something else. Oh. So when you could have just not mean it, you just ruined Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the lady I was watching on YouTube, when it's like, what's your favorite animal? She said a trash panda. And like, that's how you perceive yourself. She's like, okay, great. <laughs> and then she's like, what do you think is your second, what's your favorite, second favorite animal? She's like, I don't have one. She's like, that's how you perceive your love life. And she's like, cool. <laughs> and then she's like, what, um, what do you think of? Uh, the ocean and she's like trash and she's like that's how you perceive uh, that's how you perceive yeah love is trash okay. and then what's your idea of darkness what do you think of and she said peace it's like that's how you think of death <laughs> and she's like okay cool <laughs> like it's pretty funny miss what were yours I never did it mm. but like my favorite animal is okay, let me a lion. Find this for you because I didn't do it in the right order. So Okay, do it for me. Do it for me. Okay. Um we're having a technical pause at the moment so she can look up this game. 
because these are the things that entertain us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, so what is your favorite animal? Blood tiger. Okay, because you said a lion before. Yeah, a lion. So okay, a lion. I don't know why you're lying. Why, why are you lying like a lion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a lion. Uh, an animal you'd prefer to have as a pet? Prefer to have as a pet. Yeah. Not Bentley. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably want like a tiger or something as a pet. Okay. And your second favorite animal? Okay, dog. I heard you, Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. Okay, dog. Or wolf, probably. Okay, so the third animal is how you see yourself. A wolf? Okay, well, you said dogs. <laughs> wow, you said a chihuahua. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second animal is how people see you. A tiger? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. And then the first animal describes who you really are. Lion? Which is the same fucking thing. <laughs> okay. Mine okay, so is better. <laughs> lion, here we go. It has, like, little things as well. Oh, okay. So a lion, strong, patient, protective, self-confident, calm, values family. This is who I really am? Uh, yes. Okay, and then how people perceive me? Yeah, so, um, because they're the same fucking thing. <laughs> no, the tiger is powerful, elegant, authoritative, uh, active. Sound it out. <laughs> Do you want to look Enigmatic? at it? Enigmatic? Enigmatic, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unpredictable and solitary. That's how people perceive me? Yes. That's that pretty was. accurate, yeah. Yeah. And then, authoritative, it's, yeah, that's pretty accurate. And then dog or dog or wolf, which one did you want? Wolf. Okay. I just said dog to make Bentley feel better. Yeah, so this is how you see yourself. Okay. Um, loyal, humble, friendly, brave, protective, submissive, keeper. Okay, so all wrong. Wow! <laughs> yeah, submissive is bullshit. Yeah, and also, person. what was the other one? Humble. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Get your hands off me. Uh, no, I think those are pretty accurate. I think, like, yeah, the way I view myself is pretty accurate and the way people view me. Like, I can be very, like, authoritative and, like... I think those two are correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, the third one's how you see yourself, so... Yeah, I, know, I do think I'm a pretty brave person. I don't yeah. back down for much, but... Um, humble, though? Um, you know, give or take. <laughs> I think really the amount of times that I've heard, not to toot my own horn, but as a disclaimer, <laughs> meaning I am humble <laughs> because I'm humble. I say that. <laughs> if I wasn't humble, I would just say the thing. <laughs> I think self confidence. Mm, I think. Yeah. I think a self confident person gets like labeled incorrectly okay, as yeah, not yeah. humble. You know. <laughs> Okay. Um, I do like those little games. Yeah, me Okay, too. discussion points. Things we don't like right now. And this has been Man. all over... <laughs> yes, top of the list. <laughs> Second down. Um, and this has been everywhere right now. People are talking about it a lot. Is the terms of use. The changeover that happened December 20th for um, Instagram and uh, TikTok mainly. So I got an email about a week ago from Instagram and it said... We wanted to let you know that we're making a few updates to our terms of use to make them clearer. We're making it easier to understand what is allowed on Instagram and how our services work. These terms will be effective on December 20th, 2020, and continuing to use the app and continuing to use the app will mean you accept them. 
Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, so I mean, this obviously targets a lot of artists and sex workers and people in that sort of community. I actually just went through my entire Instagram and um, archived a bunch of my um, photos that had whatever my hands just covering my boobs or nudity of some sort or um, things like that in fear of getting shut down. But yeah, I've definitely noticed everyone's making um, second accounts and trying to move on to Twitter, but apparently Twitter is also starting to um, up their nudity and sexuality. Oh, shitty, because Um, Twitter is, like, the one place where everyone kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it just happened to one person I know um, because of their profile picture, and the profile picture was basically uh, just a torso with blurred nipples. Hmm. Um, So maybe it was just because um, it was the profile picture. Like, that's what he got the warning for as opposed to the content. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe they're just trying to make it look vanilla from the outside. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So And then also TikTok has um, started to jump on that trend as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. TikTok has too, yeah. Yeah. So um, just like a post here about the Instagram changeover. It says on December 20, 2020, Instagram is implementing their updated terms of use or terms of service, which is another example of their mission to eliminate sex workers and target content creators that go against their vague community guidelines. Instagram has objectively shadow banned certain users without consistent consistency across the platform. Shadow banning is the act of blocking or partially blocking a user or their content from online communities. There are many ways to do this that hurt engagement. The hope is that the user will become so frustrated with lack of attraction that they will leave the app. But accounts are not targeted equally. Many celebrity accounts go against guidelines and are left to thrive, especially when the accounts are white, small-bodied cis women. All users are tech. All users on tech platforms are beholden to algorithms, but it has become apparent that certain individuals and groups lose out when the algorithms are manipulated and operate on harmful biases. Shadow banning and targeting has become most employees that work in tech are forced to sign NDAs about specific regarding specifics regarding algorithms. So it is difficult to get the clarification around vital platform information and the implications of these algorithms. Who is being targeted? Sex workers, by BIPOC, LGBTQIA and peoples, activists, sex educators, fat bodies, survivors of sexual violence. Things that can get you flagged are hashtag sex positive, hashtag BPD, a link in a bio, the word sex work, the word stripper, telling people to follow you on other sites, uh, in quote, suggestive posts, certain emojis such as the peach, the eggplant, or the tongue out. Crazy. And why you should care. So many people use Instagram and online communities to market their businesses and make income. Many people use Instagram to provide and discover diverse, informative sex education that applies to them. People use Instagram to find and build community, as well as seeing and learning from people at about experiences that differ from their own enhances our worldview, builds awareness and compassion. And what can you do? Financially support, share, and follow your favorite creators' accounts and backup accounts. Follow their work to their platforms they suggest, such as an OnlyFans or a Patreon or things like that. And read Instagram's new terms of service and share this info. So that was from uh, Psych and the City BK on Instagram. So they did a really good job kind of breaking that down. Yeah. I also read somewhere too. Um, that they're even like, yeah, so like when I first read that about the different emojis, like the peach, the eggplant, the tongue out being shadow banned, like being a risky thing to post, I was like, what the fuck? But I also read somewhere that 
hand bras are now not allowed. Yeah. So if you're topless and you're holding your hands over your breasts, um, that is not allowed. If you're posting a photo with a booty or vagina or your breasts, only females though, and uh, you put a caption over it, like you put like an emoji or anything to cover it, that will be banned as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious. And then I saw on a sex worker account, um, they were making a post and then another Instagrammer who doesn't classify herself as a sex worker, though all her pictures are nude. And uh, she commented and then someone replied to her being like, yeah, it doesn't concern you because you're protected because you have like a very high following. She Mm -hmm. has like 1.2 million or something. And she's like, I've worked very hard for all of what I have, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you don't think sex workers have? Yeah. And I sent you her photo and she literally was like in like a very slender cut latex G-string topless. Like, and it's like, interesting how you're not getting banned, but, you know, girl with 200 followers getting deleted. Of course, yeah. Which is dumb because, like, who's really... If Instagram thinks that spreading, like, nudity or whatever is damaging or whatever twisted logic that they want to use to kind of back themselves up for doing this then isn't the person making the most quote-unquote damage the one with the million yeah. followers? Like, yeah, they're definitely contradicting themselves. Exactly. Um, but that brings us to the petition, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so there's um, this petition. So Riley posted in our group chat, and then I posted on our 50 Plus a Tip Instagram story. With And if you guys want to sign the petition... By all means, it is in the link on my 50 plus tip Instagram. If you go to that link tree I have in my bio and click on that, that brings you to other links you can click on. And one of them is a petition. You click on that and go sign it. I definitely did and so did Riley. Mm -hmm. And it's the title of the petition is Stop Unnecessary Censorship of Sex Workers on TikTok. So the blurb they wrote as a description for the petition goes as follows. TikTok is a lip-sync platform that has been growing in popularity. For many groups of people, it has helped foster community and speak out about inequalities and discrimination they experience. Sex workers are no different in that sense. We have grown a community of our own. We seek to educate the public on our job and the realities of what we experience, how we navigate the world in this industry that is frowned upon and oftentimes disregarded by society. Recently, sex workers have come under fire by social media platforms. Instagram started in November of 2020, and now TikTok is following in their footsteps. In the new TikTok Terms of Service, which will be integrated on December 20th, 2020, it has specifically targeted sex workers in their promotion of their other platforms in order to generate income using the followings they have gained through TikTok. The new guidelines state that TikTok creators cannot, in quotes, upload, stream, or share content that depicts, promotes, or glorifies sexual solicitation, including offering or asking for sexual partners, sexual chats or imagery, sexual services, premium sexual content, or sex camming, end quote. Numerous sex workers have been deplatformed and have had their accounts deleted, many times also having videos taken down that have no mention of their work. As sex workers, we seek to educate the public on the realities of our jobs. We wish to be seen as people. We wish for our jobs not to be dehumanized in the public's eye, and we wish not to be put down. We wish to not have all the work we've put into growing our platforms thrown away. We wish for our work to be normalized so that the stigmatization around sex work can be debunked and we can let the world know what we are, people. People with a job that helps put food on our tables, keep roofs over our heads and our families' heads, and create futures for ourselves. On a platform that was so much reach, why are we discarded after our stories are used for entertainment and help the app generate income? Why can a platform benefit off of our work and we cannot? 
There is a common narrative in society of sex workers' stories being used to market and make money while simultaneously blocking us out of the conversation or the revenue it generates. Sex workers are continually ignored, and this brings great harm to us. By leaving us out of their conversation, stigma grows, and we are left to try and mend the harm done. We are left at greater risk than before because we are not allowed to use our voices about our own community. The goal of this petition is to remove the guidelines they've very specifically targeted sex workers on TikTok. We want to be able to advertise our other platforms without facing backlash or consequence for using the followings we have worked for to generate income for ourselves. Sex workers are members of your community. We're the people in line behind you at the grocery store. We're the parents dropping your kids off at school. We're your next-door neighbor. We're people, and we are people who deserve as much respect and consideration as anyone else. Please stand with us. Please use your voice to help us be heard. Please use the power you have to help the community, who is silenced by those who use us for profit. Sex workers hold space for all people from all walks of life. Please hold space for us and help us fight to be seen as valid members of society. Thank you. Yeah, so I, just to give credit, I found this off a TikTok user uh, whose handle is Marvalous, so M-A-V-R-L-O-U-S. So I originally found it on their um, page. Yeah, so if you guys have a spare moment, um, go on to 50 plus a tip and sign that petition. Uh, I haven't seen one for Instagram uh, specifically, but if we can at least have a platform that we can use... Um, then, I mean, I would personally rather just move away from Instagram if they're going to be like that, you know? No, yeah, exactly. And like I said, if you guys want to sign that petition, if you go to at 50 plus a tip on Instagram, the link in my bio, that link tree, if you click on that, one of the first links it offers is the, to sign the petition. They'll bring you to the petition. You can read up on it. You can sign it. You can, um, you know, write a comment if you choose on why you signed it or put your voice out there. Can donate as well yeah you, you can also donate yeah christmas donation yeah exactly so this last week i opened up the discussion to people on instagram about questions that they want us to address or comments and of course we had influx of those which we always love getting the first few are just kind of comments so the first one says i know you think you're old because you're nearing 30 which is the retirement age for a stripper but in the bigger picture of life you're still very young if you start your master's you won't even be halfway through your 30s when you're finished if it's something you want but keep delaying it for all the negative self-talk you've got going on in your head, then one day you'll wake up in 40s wishing you had done it while you were young. Which is very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, and this is exactly the conversation that we've been having as well. Like, mm-hmm. You're going to... Five years are going to pass whether you do your masters or not, so why wouldn't you get to the end of that five years having done something that you wanted to do rather than just like could have been done but had didn't start exactly and that's something i've told many people when they tell me things and i try to tell myself too it's like the time will pass regardless you know you may as well use it while you have it um so yeah i appreciate that comment and it's very very true the next comment hey i want to say i totally relate to what you said in the beginning of the last episode about school and getting out and ending up at the bottom of the ladder not doing exactly what you wanted to do so that's something we expressed a couple episodes back, the idea of like putting all this time and energy and money into school and then, you know, you have a job that's very lucrative and then you have to start your square job and you're making like 20 bucks an hour and you're at the very bottom of the barrel and you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, so it's nice to know that you guys also relate to that struggle. Totally. And it's, it's the same story, right? Like eventually everyone, fade, well, most people fade out of sex work. It's going to be a pay cut. Mm-hmm. So why don't you at least 
start your masters now so that you know transitions exactly so that you know by the time you actually leave sex work you aren't at the bottom of the ladder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and then sometimes i'll have people send in um with screenshots of them dealing with clients and they just want you know they want me to enjoy or laugh with them so i had one come in this last week and She's talking to John on OnlyFans, which is hilarious because I've known several Johns in my life and they're always fucking mm-hmm. losers. Uh, do you want to do a little like duo read? Let's do a duo read. <laughs> um, I can be the man. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, and you could be the woman or the sex worker. So the guy goes, I want to offer you a deal if you don't mind. Can you make me come in less than five minutes and you get 90 or in five to get 70? But... If it's more, then you get 50. So you give me 50 first and pay the rest after? No, all at once. So I get nothing until you come. I think you should ask your mum. She's probably the only one who loves her scumbag of a son enough to say yes to this bullshit. (laughs) And scene. Um, Yeah, so this guy was like, hey, I'll give you more money if you made me come faster. (laughs) But I'm not paying you anything until I come. Which is so gross because, like, who wants to brag that they can come in under, what was it, 30 seconds? Yeah, under five, less than five Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. But also, like, you can just make yourself take longer so you, or just not pay. Like, I don't know, I just don't trust. Ugh. Ew, people are so embarrassing. Like, hey, lady, I have an offer to you of how I can scam you. Once in a lifetime deal. Yeah, of how much I can scam you for your sexual labor. Cool, bro. Anyways, um... So that, that did give me a little chuckle, yeah. and I was like, ugh, men. It's just reinstated how much I hate the male population. Uh, yeah. So next one was a question. Hello, I've never messaged you before. I'm a Vancouver stripper working on an article about the adult entertainment industry, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on civilian companies who have profited from the adult entertainment industry culture and have given zero awareness or support of those within it. I mean, this is a tricky one because obviously there are a lot of companies that do profit off sex workers um, just based on the fact that we use their service. Um, I don't know of any uh, company that, um, what do you call it, Uh, markets towards sex workers, profits off them, and then doesn't show any sort of like allyship. Well, I think one Instagram <laughs> we just talked about. Instagram gets a lot of generates a lot of revenue through mm-hmm. sex workers, and OnlyFans generates a lot of fucking revenue through sex workers. But they don't do anything to support the community, and if anything, they harmed us when Bella Thorne came on and made all those fucking changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think big companies like that definitely do. Um, Pleasers, for example, we talked about a couple weeks back. They decided to change their stripper shoes title to pull workout shoes or whatever they changed it to, to, you know, still benefit from a sex worker, but not be affiliated with sex workers. Um, I've seen it in pole studios before where they really want to to say like, we don't wear pole fitness. We're not sex workers. And I've heard from a local, um, about a local pole studio here that they quite discriminatory against sex workers. Um, so those kind of stick out of my mind as very problematic places that, very much benefit from the culture of strippers mm-hmm. but want to disassociate from them as much as possible um, but still on the benefit of their existence. Uh, I opened this one again a few
few weeks back up to listeners on Instagram, and three of the responses that came back that I uh, that stood out to me was one said sex sells, but they forget to mention it empowers too. The second one said appropriation gross fucks, and the third one said uh, literally Instagram. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then you see places like different and the meaning of chocolate is before different types of. Um, ways to obtain money like PayPal or Square and stuff like a lot of those users are sex workers um, but in the grand scheme of things a company like that is never going to acknowledge you know yeah and I think that kind of was my point is is things like Instagram PayPal and Square actually don't want anything to do with sex work or sex workers like if they if paypal knows that you're doing any type of sex work they typically make it really hard for you to get your money instagram obviously doesn't want us around square i think it's the same thing like if they find out that you use it for adult entertainment then you get shut down so it's not like these particular companies are like they don't want to profit from us like we just use their venues because there's such a lack of of um of other things that we can use in place of it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it'd be really great to know of some, like, sex worker safe, even. Like, if, if they're not going to fucking, um, like, ally for us, at least let us use your app. Like, at least, at least let that us use the piece, app. Yeah. yeah, without, you know, having to worry about getting shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, too, another thing I've, I was thinking of, too, is, like, comedians using sex workers' punchlines. Like, it's like yeah. you wouldn't have that joke if we didn't exist. Or uh, TV and movies using sex workers as a storyline, like Hustlers. You know, me and you have talked about this before, I think, when Hustlers first came out, that, you know, not only did the entire movie circulate around sex work, mm-hmm. which, you know, what, 1% of the the uh, cast was an actual sex worker? Like, um, Francis... Uh, Jacqueline Francis. Jacqueline Francis and Cardi B. You know, yeah. I, I don't know how many other ones actually were had any experience in sex work. Um, and then I think you mentioned before that they closed down the club and didn't didn't uh, compensate. Compensate, yeah, yeah. Any of the dancers that lost their jobs during that time. So that's a huge one too. Like like um, movies like that benefiting off the storyline of a sex worker. Yeah. And not like you know I would have loved to have seen that that movie give a portion of the proceeds that it made or the, the revenue uh, to a sex worker uh, community in some yeah. way. That would have been amazing. But. Totally. And just on the flip side, was this local places that she was looking for? And just in general. Okay. General. Um, but if you are local of Vancouver, one very uh, sex worker safe place is Model Express. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm not sure if they do any, like, advocating for sex workers, mm-hmm. but they're very open about the fact that they um, are for us. And it's this lovely older couple. I just adore them so much. And, yeah, it's just they give us, like, good advice um, for, you know, dan- like, dancer-curated advice. Uh, yeah, they're just absolutely lovely. So if you're in Vancouver, Model Express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Model Express is good, just out in, like, the Gastown area. Mm-hmm. And next question. Here's a question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are there any laundry brands strippers have to wear at certain locations, work locations, and they're not allowed to wear anything else on the floor? Have these laundry brands made exclusivity contracts with the club, and do they publicly support the adult entertainment or just collect their pay and that's it? Uh, I don't know of any clubs who you have to wear a specific brand. Uh, I know the club that I worked at, you had to wear specific colors if you are a floor girl. Um, but yeah, I don't know 
and there's obviously places that dancers go because we like their stuff because they're durable cheap enough whatever but yeah I don't know of any clubs who who are very specific on their brand of lingerie that you have to wear yeah no exactly I um again I opened this one up to the Instagram as well and uh the one I saw that stuck out most most of them the same concept you know I've never heard of that one said I've danced in the U.S. for six years and I've never heard of clubs requiring specific brands and myself nor anyone I asked I had heard of that either mm-hmm. um certain clubs I know will make you wear certain colors or certain styles so uh New York a lot of it is in gowns so you have to wear a gown yeah. and if you were to come to work and not have a gown they'd have gowns you can buy off them um for example, when I used to work at Brandy's back in the day, you'd have to wear red on Wednesdays, I think, was what I had. I don't know what it is now, but it used to be red on Wednesdays. And Is it still red on Wednesdays? Yeah. Okay, yeah, fuck, they haven't changed in years. So, yeah, <laughs> red, on, red on Wednesdays, so things like that, or, like, schoolgirl Sunday or whatever the fuck it was. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's, like, theme days or color days, um, but I've never heard of, like, a specific brand Mm-mm. that you have to wear, um, but definitely different styles, like certain clubs like gowns or certain clubs like a... Um, a more, I was going to say trashy look, um, where you're going to stand out if you wore, like they wouldn't let you on the floor if you wore a gown to certain clubs here. Yeah. They'd be like, no, you don't wear gowns here. You don't wear long gowns. You wear, it has to be above your knee or it has to be, yeah. um, or like, for example, you can't have nipples showing for a lot of clubs. Um, yeah, some more style specific um, attire. Yeah, definitely. Like I've, I've worked for companies who, you have to wear like lingerie lingerie as opposed mm-hmm. to like you couldn't get away with a bikini yeah, or a yeah. stuff which obviously you can do in clubs here but mm-hmm. it needs to be like lacy stuff yeah stuff their wife wouldn't wear type that's how they kind of market it oh. and then obviously some clubs are fine with the whole like pretty woman look of like mm-hmm. the little tuck in belly showing kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. bodysuit so yeah yeah so yeah no I, um, to answer that question I've never heard of a specific brand need to be worn Next question. Regarding plastic surgeons that many adult entertainment industry workers use, what support have they given to the adult entertainment industry in any public way? So I am not familiar with any plastic surgeons that I know that gives specific support to the adult entertainment industry. Um, I have heard, I think of certain places here, they'll give like discounts on fillers or Botox to certain girls um, or shout them out as their clients who might be sex workers, but it's more so not because they're sex workers, but because they have a large following. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few girls off the top of my head who their Botox and fillers are free because they advertise the, their company and the company then posts them on their Instagram because of their following. Yeah. They, I don't think the company maybe even knows they're sex workers, but they just care that they have, you know, 300,000 followers on Instagram. So it's mutually beneficial for both of them, that kind of collaboration. But, Um, I mean, I know specifically one uh, dancer who uh, advertises what they get on um, Instagram. And, I mean, you know, like, everyone knows that she does this. Like, she's in the adult entertainment industry. So, I do respect that they're, I mean, yes, of course, the large following. But at least, you know, at least they're still sharing their stories, knowing that, you know, what, what she does for a living and is kind of respectful of that and still wants to use her as advertisement because at the end of the day, she could be a sex worker, she could be a beautician, she could be a hairdresser. Uh, it doesn't, it obviously doesn't really matter to them. The large following is like... Is more important to them. Yes. I also think too, like, they might 
not care so much about if she's actually sucking dick or whatever because uh, she knows girls that care about their looks because in our industry, looks do matter to mm-hmm. some degree, right? So I think it's probably... Um, maybe I'm a little negative saying this, but I highly doubt those companies are thinking, oh, you know what, this is a marginalized community and we should help her and we should offer free stuff and we should promote her because sex workers are constantly stigmatized and we you know we should yeah. you know fight the good fight and more so like hey we don't care that she sucks dick she has a great following and she'll bring us more clients you know totally. <laughs> and, and that's exactly right but at least she's not being like uh, excluded from mm-hmm. that sort of promotion because of what she does and it's sad that that's our benchmark yeah the bare minimum yeah, respect really. yeah 100% no I completely agree Next question. I've been thinking more about potentially profiting off my body slash looks on OnlyFans platform. Do you have suggestions for lucrative content for a, quote, beginner like myself? Uh, I do not have OnlyFans, so you're probably a little bit better to speak on this. Yeah, so the best way to get followers if you're not, if you don't have a big platform already is definitely start a Twitter and start following similar accounts, start finding clients that way, and start posting teasers on Twitter and directing people to your OnlyFans. There's also a lot now of uh, OnlyFans like advisors um, or like workshops you can do or courses you can take. So I would definitely start looking up like the highest paid OnlyFans models. Find them on Instagram, creep what they say. Usually they'll have their own course or they'll tell you whose courses they did. So that's a great way to kind of um, look at like the the highest point someone's reached and how they got there. That would be my, my biggest suggestion because now OnlyFans is so, um, so advanced now. It's so well known that there are a lot of people who have taken the time to create uh, successful courses for it. So that'd be my biggest suggestion. Um, and then there's just a lot of trial and error. Um, seeing if Twitter's good for you, seeing if OnlyFans is even good for you. You might think right now, like, you're going to profit off your body. It's going to be great. And then you start getting a lot of fucking disrespectful comments, and it starts to eat at you, and you're like, okay, I don't have thick enough skin. Um, because taking photos is, like, a 10% of the actual battle of OnlyFans. So um, definitely give it a try. But, yeah, I would look into some courses and look for some advice from some of the top, the top performers on mm-hmm. it. Next question. What is the Nordic model? You studied this. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked her to ex- expand a little bit. You know, um, are we talking about the Nordic model within regards to prostitution? Are we talking about, like, just the, like, economic Nordic model? Which, I mean, I assume she's asking me <laughs> about prostitution. So, yeah, the Nordic model approached prostitution. It goes by other names as well. It can be, like, the Swedish model, the equality model, um, the sex buyer law, and what it really plans to do is decriminalize all those who are prostituted. And this is what they say it does, in that it provides support to help them exit. But the biggest thing about the Nordic model is that it doesn't target the seller, it targets the buyer. So it criminalizes people buying sex work and, and classifies it as or buying sexual services and classifies that as a criminal offense. Um, and why they say they're doing that. They say they're doing it in order to reduce sex trafficking. Um, you know, do I believe that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, you know, this is popular in places like Sweden, Norway, Iceland, 
Northern Ireland, France, um, I think Ireland just in general, to be honest, um, and Canada. Obviously, we have the Nordic model here as well. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest takeaway. The, this, the quickest way to say it is the Nordic model criminalizes the buying of sex work and not the selling of sex work. It also criminalizes a bunch of stuff around it as well, like living off the profits of uh, owning or um, housing some sort of body house, anything like that as well, right? Uh, yeah, so our laws, um, so we had Bill C-36 that came in, and then we had a PCPA come in, and honestly all it did was just muddle it more. They mm-hmm. removed um, part of the communicating law and switched it to schools and like certain areas that you can communicate for solicitation. They took out the body house law was one of the ones they took out, but they take out one law to replace it with 10 little ones that kind of overlap with what the original law was. So if, yeah, so it's just realistically like our laws do not protect sex workers and that was never their fucking goal. And there's been politicians quoted as saying, we don't want to make sex work safer. That's not our, that's not our plan. Um, and, and if, you know, it doesn't take a brilliant mind to figure it out. If you make sure sex work is dangerous, then anytime you want to abolish sex work, you can point and go, look how dangerous sex work is because you made it so dangerous. Yeah. You know, um, I can't go up to a gentleman if I was a full service sex worker and say, you know, um, these are my rates, these are condom uses, blah, 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 blah. And like go over all this, this, the guidelines I need to make sure you're a safe potential John um, in a safe place before I take you to a location where I might not be as safe and I'm alone with you, yeah. you know? Um, so that would be a great way to stay safe. You know, they, we've seen them prosecute women for carrying condoms and using that as an excuse and saying, well, look, she's a prostitute. She has condoms on her. Okay. So now I have to be extra not safe by not carrying my own condoms on me. Yeah. Um, so things like that, they definitely, um, yeah, the Nordic model, it's a super gray, gray kind of model that can be really uh, used to their advantage on how they want to prosecute prostitutes. That's pretty much, you know, it's pre- it's pretty much bullshit. <laughs> the shortest explanation is it's just kind of bullshit. Um, that's why, you know, we want decriminalization um, and better laws. Yeah. We want better laws. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? Better, better laws. laws. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> And this is your answer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, next question. I've been interested in sex work, but there's one thing holding me back. (gasps) (laughs) Da-da-da. Any comments on having braces as a stripper slash sugar baby? Is it uncommon? I find them unattractive. I hate my braces, but also time is ticking. Also, big thank you for your podcast. I literally binge listen during my vanilla job commutes. Well, hello. Hello, my little vanilla friend. Um, so you know what is funny? That this came up because I... Did I, no, I spoke to my, my girlfriend, Max, about this. Uh, when I was in Form Mac, one of the top sellers in that club was a older East Indian woman, and she had quite a bit of a belly on her, and... You know how tattoos can tell you kind of the age range of someone? So if you see someone with a bog wire or you see a lower back tattoo, you can kind of guess, like, what age they're probably at now because those are popular at a certain time. Mm -hmm. She had a sun tattoo around her belly button. Right. So that kind of gives you an age point on her. And uh, she um, had braces, like, full-on brace face, uh, middle-aged woman of color 
and she killed it. And uh, she was a top seller in Fort Mac for a long time until she was dethroned by this other girl who we did not like. But um, <laughs> who's actually now banned from all of Alberta anyways. I think she was like credit card scamming clients or something. Ooh. Yeah, she was problematic. Um, but yeah, so she she killed it. She had braces and she was older and, you know, not the best. Well, not what society deems as the ideal body type. Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, she killed it. That being said, um, you know, I say this, oh, is it a good thing? Who knows? But there is a lot of people that are into age play. They like the idea of being with a worker who takes on the role of a younger person. So if you could find people that have braces fetishes, like there's fetishes for everything. I'm sure there has got to be men and women out there who like people with with uh, braces on. Yeah, I think that just building off that, um, it dep- I guess it kind of depends on like what sort of rest of the look you're going for. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely lean into the whole like barely legal sort of age range. Like yeah. you know, the younger... Um, just got out of high school. Exactly, Co- like young college student, just yeah. trying to pay her bill. Type, you know, sucking dick um, <laughs> with braces. Oh, um, that being said, too, uh, confidence is everything in this industry. And if braces, if you don't let the braces bother you, they most likely won't bother other people. Um, whether you want to play into it, like Riley said, or you want to just pretend they don't even exist and carry on with your day, and you know. Uh, I had braces in this industry, but I had braces behind my teeth. So if you don't have braces yet, um, that's also something to look into. Um, they're called incognito braces. They go directly behind your teeth, and no one can ever tell you had them. I think I knew you when I... Did I know you when I had them? You wouldn't even know, because you can't even see yeah. them. I probably knew you. I got them rid of them maybe, maybe two years ago now I got rid of them. Um, but yeah, no one ever knew I had braces. Um the only time was if I was getting, like, tired and lazy and I wasn't, like, moving my tongue as much. My tongue would hit the back of the braces and you could hear, like, a little bit more of a lisp. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was it. So that's also an alternative if you want to have your teeth fixed but not have very obvious braces on the outside. Incognito braces behind are a good, good investment. Yeah. I also have an Invisalign, mm-hmm. which is uh, not as great as the incognito especially because like you have to have the willpower to wear them which yeah and also just plastic doesn't have as much strength as metal does and incognito braces and your traditional braces are metal so they can have more pull on the teeth and and they can from what i was told to um the wires in between they can like kink and move the wires to really narrow in on how you want your teeth to move and braces they don't have as much ability to do i mean with uh with the trays with uh, Invisalign, they don't have as much ability to do that with the plastic trays. Well, you for Invisalign, you basically get a new one every week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they switched a lot before. Yeah. Used to be I think every like two or three weeks. It, it depends how fast your teeth move. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like you maybe already have your braces. So yeah, I think the takeaway from that is don't let it bother you or lean into it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so in keeping with our Christmas theme, we opened up the Instagram story to people that had Christmas-related questions, so we grabbed a few of those, probably the top five. So the first question is, 
What are some really cool presents you've been able to buy family members because you make good money? Which is hilarious because, as you know, my family hates all the gifts I give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's obviously really difficult not being at home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a clue what my dad or my mom or anyone would actually like because I'm not around to hear those little things like, oh, I need a new vacuum or not your dad though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what dad. I mean? Like I, I miss all these nuances where you get those ideas. Um, my sister has been really good about uh, organizing it. And then I, we just like go halves on, mm-hmm. on a gift for them. Um, yeah. It's more just being able to take my mom or my sister out to things. Like mm-hmm. when I went home um, last year, I guess uh, I was able to like, pay for the lunch the really nice lunch that we went out for and mm-hmm. like things that I mean I left New Zealand when I was 19 and like didn't have much money at all so mm-hmm. it's just being able to um you know take them out places I bought my sister these shoes that she really wanted I bought her like a, a really nice um housewarming gift that she wanted just being able to not have to think about things as much when you know you want to get your a family member something um, you don't have to kind of like debate whether you can actually afford it at the moment or, um, yeah, I guess that sort of thing. Just being able to, I wouldn't say, I haven't bought anyone like a big thing. Um, cause we're not like big present people, especially not living together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just being nice to like not have to second guess what I want to get them. Yeah. Um, my, and I, I echo the same thing. So like my family, uh, as you can tell, they are very difficult to buy for. Mm-hmm. But also, too, my parents, they know what I do for work. That's I've never hidden that from them. But So they know where my money comes from. And that makes my mom uncomfortable a little bit. So she doesn't really want me spending lots of my whore money yeah. on her, which I respect. Also, too, like, my parents are very much givers, not takers. So they do get uncomfortable even if I was working as, a, like, a doctor to drop money on them. Uh, I was going to redo their kitchen a couple years back, and my dad was like, your mom's never going to let you spend, like, 30K on us. Like, that's just not realistic. Yeah. And um, I had a partner at the time who made really good money, so he was going to, like, financially uh, partake in that. Um, they were like, no, that's not – that's way too too crazy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, I echo what you say where I like that – I can constantly treat my parents. So they came out here like a couple weekends ago and I bought them like a nice lunch and mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me at all to drop like a couple hundred or whatever. And um, every time I go see them where they live, I go and stop by and grab them like Starbucks and like treats and stuff and like come with like a bag of treats. Um, just that kind of thing. That, that freedom to constantly treat people around you regardless of how expensive or cheap it is that yeah. you don't even have to think twice about it I think that's um what I really enjoy uh but yeah my parents are kind of like they would never accept a really big gift anyway so um so yeah yeah that's kind of like my family too like me and my dad and like my stepmom don't really do gifts mm-hmm. I send a Christmas card home every year mm-hmm. but yeah I mean I we all, me and my sister always go in for um, Father's Day, Christmas, birthday, Mother's Day, anything like that. So, um, yeah, I kind of just, like, stick to, obviously, her budget because um, 
she has a baby on the way, so I don't know if she's saving at the moment or like, you know, I'll put in a little bit extra because she's gone through the effort of finding something that she thinks that they'll like or. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. I, I agree. Um, next question. When did you learn Santa wasn't real? What? (laughs) (laughs) Do you talk with Santa like that? (laughs) Start crying. What do you Um, mean? I think I was like seven or eight. Maybe. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I remember it was very like nonchalant. We were walking through the mall where we usually get like a photo of Santa and I can't even remember how it came up, but I was just walking with my sister who already knew she's older mm-hmm. and my mom and I, I think I just asked her, I was like, is Santa real or is Can't. Santa not real? Listen or, up. Let's get, yeah. the, let's get to the bottom of this. But, is he real or not? Yeah. So we were just kind of like walking through them. It was like very like not a big deal. Like they didn't have to sit me down and like mm. tell me, you know? Yeah. I think I was probably like, I was a bit older I think I was maybe, I have to ask my mom, 28 <laughs> last year. I, I was today years old. <laughs> I was today years old when I found out Santa was real. Uh, no, I think I was like 10, 9 or 10. Yeah. Um, and my sister, like, she's older, so she already knew. And I can't remember, I think she like slipped up and said something. I can't really, or no, 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 maybe someone at school had told me or something. Something like that happened. Someone yeah. ruined it for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Always. And then um, I was, like, upset with my parents for lying to me. Um, but I think I was also upset because my mom was upset because she couldn't have that kind of magic anymore, um, if that makes sense. Like, she really enjoyed this, being able to provide this idea to her kids that there was this magical thing that like was really special you know so um I remember we were younger my mom would like no joke she would um she would get my dad's boots like when we'd be sleeping and she'd like put mud on them and like walk them through our house as if like Santa had like traped dirt through our house yeah and then she like woke in the morning was she was all mad she's like oh there's dirt all over my all over my new carpets and like I'm gonna spend all day cleaning this and like it was just like to her like yeah it did like yeah. ruin the carpets but it was like worth it to her to like convince us that he was still around and she would make reindeer food and she would we would sprinkle this like reindeer food on the grass every every like Christmas Eve to like have the reindeer come and get fed and then she'd type up letters to us like three page letters to us oh my and goodness. she'd write letters back to Santa as an adult being like I really love that you come to our house and that you do that for the kids but please don't like please wash your boots next time like you know like she would like yeah. it was a whole thing oh my god um so yeah and then my mom is just my mom I think my mom is a very um a spiritual person in the sense where she believes in energies and she believes in like that kind of concept. So, um, I think, I think that was important to her to have that, that fun and that mystery and that magic alive, um, for as long as she could. Um, yeah, we, uh, we did stuff like that too. So, um, we didn't have a chimney. Uh, so we had we this either, Christmas, yeah. yeah, we had this Christmas key which we would put outside that only Santa it would only work when Santa used it. Oh cute. Um, so that he could get in the house. 
And then, yeah, we'd mix rolled oats with glitter and then sprinkle that all over the lawn. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. Now thinking so, back, it's probably, like, really bad for the environment. But, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, my mom would then have to go outside at night and, like, stomp all over, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we put a carrot out for Rudolph as well, which my mom would, like, eat until the... Like, so the stub was left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, milk and cookies to Santa. Um, yeah, it was great, like... And I think, like, even after we found out that Santa wasn't real, we would still do those things. Yeah. At least, like, a couple of them. And we still get presents from Santa. Yeah, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> we still get, like, a Christmas gift that says, like, from Santa yeah. on it. Um, but I did actually see this thing um, on Facebook that was, like, if you're going to get your kids a gift from Santa, make sure it's not the most expensive gift mm-hmm. because, you know, you have some parents, whatever, choosing to give um, their kid an iPad or something and and signing it from Santa. And then, um, you know, one uh, another kid gets maybe a T-shirt or whatever, and it's now now they have to ask why Santa, Santa doesn't, doesn't like love them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so heartbreaking. So if you're a mom, just maybe consider which gift um, is from Santa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, just for other kids. Yeah. Um, my mom has this story she loves to tell, and this is why she believes in, like, the magic of Christmas, is that um, I guess one year I wrote to Santa, and I was like, I want this mermaid castle, blah, 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 and I, like, explained it all. Yeah. And I obviously, like, my mom would, like, read the letters, and then, like, we would send them off to Santa. And she was like, I guess she'd been looking all over like she went everywhere looking for this she went like this is like before online was really a thing so she like went everywhere she could think of she had like my grandma my aunt looking for it like this specific mermaid thing with all these descriptors that I had described and she came home after shopping and she was like um we had like read the letters like a while back and she's like you know like that was a really cool thing that you asked Santa for like where did you see that like you know where and I was like oh I made it up and she was like fuck like how how am I going because my mom was adamant that like if we asked Santa for something like we need she needed to get it because that's what like would convince us that Santa could do anything aside from like you know something ridiculous like a pony and then she'd be like you know like I'm sorry that like Santa would say I'm sorry like I can't give out live animals for Christmas that's not fair to the animals there needs to be more thought into it like the mummy and daddy say it's okay like things like that right Yeah, yeah but so apparently she looked everywhere and it was, like, two days before Christmas, and she was, like, in a toy store. And she was, like, do you have anything that's, like, a house for dolls? Um, and then lady was, like, not re- like not really. And then my mom was looking around, and there was, like, behind things, there was this, like, this, like, doll thing, like, mermaid thing. And my mom, like, came and she's, like, like, is this for sale? Like, how, like, what is this kind of thing? And she's, like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> and then she's, like, I don't, I've never seen any other ones. She's, like, yeah, like, it's for sale. I just never knew we even had that in stock. And my mom to this day swears that it was, like, this crazy Christmas miracle because yeah. it was, like, exactly how I described it. Or I'm a psychic. Who knows? You or know? you just saw it and forgot. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a psychic. Okay. Don't, don't, don't take, don't take okay, this from sorry. me. <laughs> but, yeah. And then she was, like, it was crazy. Like, like down to the wire and this thing just like appeared yeah so she like loves that story but it's a Christmas miracle yeah when I was in primary school and obviously we're 
you know, you start with your friends and you're like, you know, like, I don't know if Santa's real type thing. And you start plotting to figure out if he's real or not. I don't know if you ever did this. No, I'm not a horrible child, but he's gone. And so we were going to write letters to Santa with asking like, like a couple of different questions and then see if he answered them differently. Oh my Between, God, like, you little yeah. fucking masterminds. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like FBI agent. Right. Um, and then we never did that. Because uh, oh, okay. I think that was the year that we Theory found out good. that we found out, yeah, that um, Santa wasn't real anyway. But I remember, like maybe a year or two after that, one of my friend's little sisters took that idea and did it. And so I remember my mom coming to me and being like, "I know you were planning on doing this. Um, now your friend's little sister has done it. Look what you've done. And, <laughs> and I need to find out which friend she's doing it with." Yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, uh, parenting. As if it is hard enough, you have a little like terrorist like you like ruining their fun. Honestly. But yeah. Yeah, I um yeah, Christmas is yeah, I think it's just as much for like the parents as it is for the kids, oh, right? Like why? it's it's nice to be able to give that to someone. Yeah, it's uh as I said, like my sister is expecting. And uh, so this is going to be the last Christmas that it's kind of about the adults until kind of the new generation comes and it becomes about the kids again, mm-hmm. um, which I think will be fun and lovely and what kind of Christmas is about. Exactly. Next Christmassy question. Christmas music, love it or hate it. What's your favorite song if you have one? Um... I like it in small doses or during um, Christmas things. So, like, at the moment, it, I was helping my friend make some Christmas ornaments. So we listened to Christmas music while doing that. I don't mind it in the car kind of on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or, like, in the store while you're shopping for something. Um, but I'm not a fan of it just, like, being on the regular November 1st. Time. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm the exact same. I like it during, obviously, for Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, uh, yeah, Christmas shopping in the mall's fine, yeah. um, doing Christmas events. But, yeah, I'm not going to, like, you know, throw it on my, as I drive to my parents randomly, you know, like, just, like, November 5th or something. Um, and I used to work in the mall when I was, like, 15, oh, 16, God. and yeah. it literally starts November 1st. You're, like, shoot me in the fucking face, like. Because there's only so many Christmas songs. Oh, my God. It's the same five we play every time. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's your favorite Christmas song? I have a couple, actually. I do like Alton John's Stepping Into Christmas, which is, like, not super Christmassy. Um, and then I like morbid ones, like um, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, good. And... Uh, uh, Mr. Grinch, you're a mean one. Oh, classic. Mr. Grinch, a great one. Yeah, a great bop. Obviously, Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas slaps. And then um, uh, Last Christmas also. Hmm. And then I know it's like controversial now, but I enjoy the uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes. Um, Baby, it's cold outside is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Real rapey, but it's a gooder. I know. Why is it so so like, rapey? Let the woman leave. Yeah, but also, but also, why is it such a bob? <laughs> I know, but why is it such a, <laughs> such a banger? Um, and then I also love the Pogs fail, uh, fairy tale of New York. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, when I love accents, but also like I love how. Um, it's like they're just like they're just terrible to each other. This yeah. couple, and they're like. Uh, you're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut on junk. Yeah. 
Yeah, you scumbag, you maggot, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, Again, controversial. Controversial. Does not age well. <laughs> no, does not age well. There's some words in there that uh, one does not say anymore. No. <laughs> but uh, that's a that's a banger, too. So, yep. My two are very, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> age like milk. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those are my two, still my two favorites. I might just not publicly announce that anymore. Yeah. Uh, next question: What are your guys' favorite Christmas traditions? Uh, I mean, obviously the um, doing presents, gifts. <laughs> no, obviously just doing all those Christmas things that we just talked about with like our mom and our family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, my Christmas has changed. My parents got divorced when I was ten-ish, so you know we always used to have. Uh, breakfast together and then go to my um mum's auntie's place for like our big extended family uh mm-hmm, christmas mm-hmm. lunch um but that kind of changed over the time and i would spend sort of the morning with my mom always do brunch and presents and champagne and croissants and then go to my dad's place and do like that side of the family's kind of christmas lunch um, and then, and then we just go down to our beach house cause it's summer for us. So it ties in. Yeah. You sound like a spoiled child. And then we go to our beach house. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it's like a, a caravan, right? Like, or the beach house, which my stepdad built. Like, uh, it's just where we spend our Christmas, like our Christmas. Cause it's, yeah. It's so weird. That's like, yeah, it's summertime. Right. For you guys. So we have like barbecues and stuff for our Christmas lunch. So weird. Yeah. Um, but of course, we have our big break for school during that time as well. So then, yeah, I'm fucking spoiled. I spent like six weeks of the year, like over after Christmas or over Christmas, um, up in the Coromandel Peninsula. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I hung on Alder Grove. <laughs> Fuck my life. Uh, no, I when I was younger, before my grandma passed away, um, we would yeah have breakfast my intimate family, like my intimate family, my parents, my siblings. And then we would, um, go to my grandparents' house and have grandparents like dinner with or lunch with my aunt and uncle. And then, um, we go back to my parents' house for like the family dinner and they'd come over and we do a family dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, now that my grandma and grandpa passed away, um, it really is just, uh, me and my parents. Um, my uncle joins us and then my sister, tries to but obviously this year she won't be able to with her family because they're in the states yeah so it'll just be the three or four of us this year um but yeah i this is the first time that i've been single for christmas usually i spend christmas eve and that with my partner um so i think my parents want me to spend christmas eve with them this year because i haven't in like a decade um but yeah i guess like i don't really have too many christmas traditions anymore because I used to have them with my partner right so uh I am excited to eventually have a new partner and make fun Christmas traditions um I want to do like cheesy like matching pajamas and watch the same Christmas movie every movie every Christmas Eve and you know get drunk and have wild sex you know just the usual yeah yeah, this is actually going to be my first Christmas sorry to run a new pride this is gonna be my first (laughs) Christmas with a partner since 1992. Honestly, <laughs> no, since I was probably, like, 17. This is your first, like, adult relationship, my, really. Exactly. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it is. 
Yeah. No, really. That's crazy. It was just like always like kind of seeing someone, but not yeah, in a yeah, relationship. Yeah. Uh, so obviously like didn't spend Christmas with them. And then, yeah, just somehow always like missed Christmas being with someone. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because like I've always gotten to relationships in December. Like my first relationship, we got to the November 29th. My next Christ- next one we got together December 5th, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is perfect timing because you get your Christmas gifts and then you get your like New Year's gifts and then you get February and then my birthday's in March. So it's like the perfect time to lock someone down <laughs> and then get rid of them in summertime. Uh, yeah. 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 This will be the first. Yeah. Because my ex-girlfriend, we got, probably got together in January. It, like Even though I spent Christmas with her and her family, we went together because we were friends um, <laughs> first. Just your casual sleepovers. Your parents are like, oh, you're having a friend over again? You're like, totally scissoring. We lived lived together, but we had like a two-bedroom place because we moved in as friends and then started dating. You could literally not be more dykey. I know. (laughs) Like, the U-Haul just came first. (laughs) Um, I wonder why that is. But yeah, and then she left to go to Spain like before Christmas, so we broke up. And then before that was like... Yeah, in New Zealand. And even that, like, we didn't really spend... I think I spent, like, one Christmas with him over the three years that we were together. Just because it was kind of family time. We don't have Thanksgiving, so that's kind of our one big yeah, family yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah. also, he was, like, a little shit to his family, so obviously oh, I want cool. to spend with my family. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it crazy that, like, Christmas is cancelled, but Boxing Day is not? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, those don't want you to pay the economy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last question. Favorite Christmas movies? Okay, so ones I watch every year would be Alf, Grinch, which I watched last night. Which Grinch? The Jim Carrey one. Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I used to watch uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, but I haven't watched that in a while. Oh, it's such a classic. I know. I haven't seen... My sister used to make me watch them, like, on repeat, so I think I just... And then also those, like, creepy kind of puppet ones of Frosty the Snowman and... Yeah, old ones in the 60s that my parents love, yeah. Exactly. So I used to watch those on VCR. Um, And then The Holiday... That's the one with, like, Jack Black and Cameron Diaz and stuff, right? And, uh, yeah. uh, what's her name, yeah. And Love Actually, I watched every year. Um, but I actually just watched a new one this year. It's a cartoon one that was released last year and was nominated for Academy Award. It's called Klaus. So it's, like, K-L-A-U-S, I believe. Yeah. And it's a sort of a different version of how Santa Claus came to be. So it's, like, the spoiled postman It's sent off to, like, um... Really, it's like not the North Pole. It's somewhere in like a very far away sort of Icelandic town. Yeah, and uh, he meets like an old, uh, older woodmaker, and so he he has to deliver X amount of letters um, to be able to come home back to his like dad. That was his kind of dad's mission because he was so spoiled was that he had to go and send six thousand letters or something like that. Um, oh, and so they kind of, this is how the uh, letters to Santa kind of started. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. So it was good. It was, uh, it was fun. It was very sort of cartoony, kind of like the corpse bride, sort of that like stiff cartoon. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's not, name? not Tim Burton. Tim like Burton, it's, yeah. it's not that vibe, but it's like that stiff kind of cartoon movement. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of 
Christmas movies, the um, Four Christmases with, uh, oh, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon and, um, what's it, Vince Vaughn. That one's a good one. It's funny. Um, the Elf is a classic. The Holiday is a classic because I like Jack Black and I love whatever the fuck her name is. I can't think of it right now. Um, from Titanic. Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet. I love her. Um, and then, yeah, like the Tim Allen one is a fucking classic. I haven't watched it in forever. I know. Uh, what other one do I really like? The uh, Jim Carrey Grinch is always funny. Yeah. I don't like... My mom watches a lot of like the old ones. Like It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Okay, yeah. And like those like old black and white ones she loves. Uh, the Like the old... Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Scrooge. Like the old Scrooge. It's black and white. My mom used to watch that all the time. I also read something like Die Hard as a Christmas a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't really watch a lot of Christmas movies. I've watched some horror ones. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think my go-to is The Grinch, Elf, and uh, and The Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, that's my go-to. Ones. Oh, Miracle on 31st. 34th Street. That's why my mom watches, like, all the fucking time, too. The Heaven on Fifth Avenue. Is that also one? Yeah, it's Okay, I thought you just got in the nose. No, no, there's a lot of... There's a lot of Christmas, like, street movies. (laughs) But yeah, those are two my mom watches. They're, like, black and white. And it's a wonderful life. She always watches that shit. Which I find is, like, painstaking, but... Whatever. Anyways, uh, that's that's all the questions we had. And that's pretty much our, our Christmas episode. So, Riley, where can people find you? You can find me at Vansity Riley on Instagram for now, I guess. We'll see. To be determined. Time will tell. <laughs> and as always, you guys can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And, of course, DM or email with any questions or comments or topics you want us to address. We love getting them. Thank you for listening, and we hope you guys have a fabulous Christmas. And happy ho ho hoing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Before you guys run away, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant, so go check those out right now. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off. That's TIP25, T-I-P-2-5 for 25% off your entire order. 
And lastly, for hair and skincare products that work absolute wonders, follow my girl on Instagram at tiffany.valentina.bella. Message her Danny Hair to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off on her amazing products. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing.